Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Uh, Steve had a story he didn't get to in our last segment. So I think this would be a good place. Hello, everyone. Good Hello. morning. I'm Steve Patterson. John Stewart. Mm, who uh I, I believe who uh <laughs> no, <it's> unintentional. <laughs> Take a flamethrower to this place. <laughs> uh he, I believe Jimmy Kimmel had an Instagram post a couple of weeks ago that was like, tell me why John Stewart shouldn't run for president. Come on, do it, do it. Like he was, you know, like really, and then he had a clip to something that John Stewart was saying in an interview from his Apple TV plus show. Anyway, John Stewart was on um, Stephen Colbert's show last night. John Stewart, Jewish worth noting based on mm-hmm. what I'm about to tell you. They asked about Dave Chappelle on SNL. Um, which the Anti-Defamation League leadership criticized for, quote-unquote, popularizing anti-Semitic sentiments. Hmm. Here are a few paragraphs of how Jon Stewart responded to that. He said, everybody calls me like, you see Dave on SNL? And I say, yes, we're very good friends. I always watch and send nice texts, Stewart began. He normalized anti-Semitism with the monologue. I don't know if you've been on comment sections on most news articles, but it's pretty normal. It's incredibly normal. But the one thing I will say is I don't believe that censorship and penalties are the way to end anti-Semitism or to gain understanding. Hmm. I don't believe in that. It's the wrong way for us to approach it. Approach it. John Stewart goes on to say, uh, Dave said something in the SNL monologue that I thought was constructive, which he says, it shouldn't be this hard to talk about things. That was He said that toward the end of his monologue. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart goes on to say, I'm called anti-Semitic because I'm against Israel's treatment of Palestinians. I'm called other things from other people based on other opinions that I have. But those shut down debate, whether it be comedy or discussion or anything else. If we don't have the wherewithal to meet each other with what's reality, then how do we move forward? If we all just shut it down, then we retreat to our little corners of misinformation and it metastasizes. The whole point of all this is not to let it metastasize and and to get it out in the air and talk about it. He went on to talk about John Stewart on Colbert, um, the topic of the Brooklyn Nets player Kyrie Irving, Mm -hmm. who is currently facing a team suspension after sharing a film on social media featuring anti-Semitic content. Here's what Stewart said regarding Kyrie Irving, who is suspended currently. This is a grown-ass man. The idea that you would say to him, We're going to put you in a timeout. 
You have to sit in the corner and stare at the wall until you no longer believe that the Jews control the international banking system. We will never gain any kind of understanding with each other, Stewart said. Penalizing somebody for having a thought, I don't think is the way to change their minds or gain understanding. Interesting. Coming from a Jewish man. Yeah. I'm a little confused by that because there has to be consequences. You know, you could say whatever you want. It's America. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean there won't be social consequences like for Kyrie Irving. I don't know the Kyrie Irving situation well enough. When you go on Twitter and you you find people who are on both sides saying all sorts of things regarding it. But when you have, so if I don't have a well-formed opinion about it, enter, you know, a, a Jewish comedian, John Stewart, who, you know, people seem to jive with most of the time. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially saying, wait, so he tweeted about a movie that has sentiments in it that you don't like. And so now you put them in timeout. I don't know. I don't know where consequences come in versus, because it seems like John Stewart is saying, that's the wrong way to go about it. Sit in the corner and think about what you've done. Interesting perspective. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, let me read one more paragraph that I haven't read yet, okay? And what could go wrong here? It has to do with Kanye. This was also from John Stewart um, on Colbert last night. Something Kanye said on his tour, he got interviewed by five different people because the media model is arson and conflict. <laughs> We were talking about that earlier. He said, hurt people hurt people, Stewart said. I'm afraid that the general tenor of conversation that this country has is cover it up, bury it, put it to the outskirts, and don't deal with it. Look at it from a black perspective. It's a culture that feels that its wealth has been extracted by different groups. That's the feeling in that community. And if you don't understand where it's coming from, then you can't deal with it. That's... uh, John Stewart on Stephen Colbert. I'm sure there are going to be a lot more discussions. Just yeah. not on this radio mm, stage. Correct. Thank you. But I think that's a uh, a good... I think the point that John Stewart is making is good about discussing. Because Absolutely. it feels so much. There's such a reductionist on any side of any topic. Find the opposite person of you. And we immediately reduce people to some very small, unlikable version mm-hmm. of them based on an opinion that you've heard that they shared or, or whatever. And and it then, I think the point that John Stewart is making is then you never have any discussions. Right. Like, hey, let's just call it like we see it. Like, yeah, we don't agree about a bunch of things. Let's just talk about that and not immediately resort to saying the worst about the other side. Exactly. I feel like there needs to be, I said this before, I wish there would be some kind of like round table discussion that's televised, maybe hosted by Oprah or depending on what the subject matter is, because there's so many tensions in the world right now. And like in this country in particular, and we're so divided, why not do something about it? Get people from various groups, People in the mm-hmm. audience who may have questions. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, that'd be interesting. I would watch that conversation. I would absolutely, too. Yeah, level-headed. And to hear from people who have deep convictions or understandings about a variety of different topics. Right. People who are scholars in that subject matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it would be be interesting to, uh, to hear a conversation like that because then what you would do is instead of reading headlines or you know whatever the the little quip is on Twitter that day you would hear people probably thoughtfully discussing something of great meaning to right. everybody there and it, no it, matter how they land on it right expressing why this is hurtful to this group of people right and to understand where people's opinions about things are rooted because it, that's the thing with the reductionist standpoint is I disagree with you, which means you hate me. Pick a pick a topic, right, any topic. Right. And if you talk with people and if you go through that instead of pushing it to the side, all right, you stay in this corner, you stay in this corner, and then you talk about an issue, kind of like what John Stewart was talking about, and just like, okay, let's just like be adults here. You disagree, you have a different view, whatever. Let's talk about it. You might find out, even if you don't get to a point of agreement or everybody singing kumbaya at the end, we might at least learn that people's stances on things aren't, where, where are they rooted? Right. Where is this coming from? Exactly. And uh, they could make like an eight-part series out of something like this. Are they we going to produce a show? I think we should pitch the idea. I mean, we could do um, women and the Me Too movement. We could do Black Lives Matter. We could do uh, transgender community um, issues. We could do um, Jewish uh, communities mm-hmm. and leaders talking about, you know, yeah. what the stuff is rooted in. Yes, what are we doing here? Are We're we off to Hollywood. We got to go. Well, you know, we do have to we go. go. We do have some music news that we would have gotten to normally here, but let's get to it on the other side. Yeah, because it has to do with Mice, and we, we I think, both really like what <laughs> happened yesterday in court, so to speak. Yep. Uh, so we'll tell you about it when we come back. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's Donna and Steve on my time. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Donna! Stay out of this! Okay. It's Stevie Boy for Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Uh, so many great things that are happening at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Footloose is on the main stage right now. One-stop entertainment. You get dinner, you get dessert. It's wonderful. Now, concerts more your thing? Coming up, fantastic tributes. Uh, who do we have? Let's see. Coming up, the Carpenters. In addition, we have got the great Aretha Franklin, a tribute to her coming up. And eight different holiday hits with a little something for everyone. Almost every night from Thanksgiving through New Year's Eve, including Rock and Roll Christmas Spectacular, the soulful Ginger Commodore, the incredible Cat Perkins, Celtic Holiday Hooli, Andy and Bing, and Mick Sterling's new Vintage Vegas New Year. You'll laugh out loud with Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret every single Friday and Saturday night. And just a reminder, the Chanhassen Dinner Theater's gift cards make perfect holiday gifts. For tickets and more info, you can visit ChanhassenDT.com. Chanhassen Dinner Theater's there for the holidays, always entertaining you. Hey guys, Bradley here. Hey guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Yeah. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine <laughs> and Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. All righty. Oh, 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 Merry Christmas. Everybody loves Christmas. Mariah Carey denied trademark for the phrase Queen of Christmas. Or a Christmas. 
Oh, oh, oh. It was giving to uh, Camila Cabello instead. Uh, no, that's not true. We she, need to find the isolated Santa vocal from Fred Claus. If we, I would do anything for it because it's just. In fact, as I took my daughter to dance last night, <laughs> it's like a nine-minute drive. Four of the minutes, she would say something, and I would say, "Ho, ho, ho! Mary agrees, mice. Everybody oh loves agrees, mice." Wow, I hope the ride wasn't more than four minutes. Fred Claus is available now on HBO Max. Oh. Suck it, Philo TV. <laughs> she also failed to trademark the phrases Princess Christmas. This is my favorite part. And Christmas Princess. I just love that they were like, sorry, no queen. And she was like, okay, but wait, <clears throat> before I go, how about Princess Christmas? <laughs> okay. Queen Christmas. Oh, wait, we already tried Christmas that. Princess. How about, Ooh, the words how about Christmas Darling? Barf. I know. She was hoping to lock them down for a variety of products, but she faced opposition, most notably from a singer named Elizabeth Chan, who actually has an album titled The Queen of Christmas. Chan didn't believe that anyone should own the phrase because Christmas is a season of giving, not the season of taking. Burn. Dang. Right? I love it. It's so good. Are you happy about that? I mean, I like that song. But I don't know why, but it I like that headline that she was not granted. It just feels a little you we maybe in England where they do the monarchies and stuff, but nobody gets to be the king or queen of Christmas in pop culture. I don't know. Rocco probably wanted her to be the queen of Christmas. I don't know. Christmas. <laughs> that is so funny because that's our new. And our drop. Can you find the uh, audio? Isn't there a cleaner version of the Mary Griezmann's from Fred Claus, which is where the animatronic Santa Claus? Um, You're the Fred Claus expert here. I don't know. What, listen to that full minute and a half scene, Rock, over there. And see if there's here, any point. Cool. Yeah, but I'll talk for the next minute and a half okay, so you fine. can do that. Let's not act like you're running Fred an Excel Claus. spreadsheet right now. What was I looking up again? Oh, yeah, hurts to grow. Okay, bye yeah. now. All right, see you, Rocco. We'll see him. And uh, how do you feel whenever you ask a producer to look something up and then they say, um, I'm trying to do a show here? <laughs> <laughs> Rocco, you, you know that Rocco's okay. looking at his Amex bill right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this starts out pretty good. There's a little bit of music, but check this out. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. that actual animatronic can you isolate that and have that ready for us somehow? yeah you should make that your ringtone man <laughs> hey everybody no oh, that's grease mines oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i want that in my lawn you ever thought about doing stuff like with the deer you know like the gold light like up deers up. and stuff like that like what putting a, like a mask on them no no i just mean purchasing them as lawn ornaments oh, so yeah, to speak for sure but not until they go on sale do you decorate for Christmas on the outside of your home? No. Yeah, me neither. I can't do it by myself, and it's really expensive to hire somebody. How about that freeloading roommate? He could pitch in and hang a light or two. That's not going to happen. He's not that kind of roommate. <laughs> oh, all right. Whatever that means. Yeah, I wish I, I lit the outside of my house. But you, you know? do the trees. I used to do that. I used yeah. to do bushes and things like that. You could throw, like, the net on top of yeah, your, you I've know, whatever. I've always been curious about the net. Yeah. We do the thing where, you know, everybody has like a boulevard tree outside of their house. Mm-hmm. And so we light that and do a little Christmas gathering each December. We've done that so the cute. last two years. We'll see. I, I hope we do it again this year. But Are you going to start knocking on doors, going door to door? No, it's nice. We have a Facebook group. I did that once at Halloween and I, I was dressed as Babe the Blue Ox, still in full costume. Trying to... Blue paint on my face, and I was handing them flyers, saying, "Hey, we're all thinking about lighting." Oh my god, you made flyers! I forgot. (laughs) Donna, that's how you formally get the word out. Why don't you just say it to them if you're knocking on everyone's doors? Because everyone's going to forget when they take it in, and then they they magnetize it to their refrigerator that's how people attend things did you magnetize them no they they okay. would no they could use their own magnets but okay. that's why you have to hand out a flyer people aren't gonna remember on halloween as their ding dong has happened probably 50 times that night one random guy like hey don't forget on december 6th at four we're gonna light our trees you know what Steve? what i give you a lot of credit that's very brave of you look i've been called <laughs> the king of christmas and you don't see me filing for a trademark okay you think Rocco even hangs a, does a tree or anything? Or I bet more he like does. Festivus pull? I, I kind of get their vibe. My wife's more into it. They were actually, my wife and boy last night were th- talking about, what if we did our house up to look like a gingerbread house? Cool because our house idea. is kind of like a little square box. Oh, yeah, that'd be house. really cute. Great idea. So they're working on it, maybe. I'd like that idea. I'd like something a little more sophisticated. I'd like a company to come and light my house for me. Yeah, me too. And there are plenty of them who would like your business. Okay. Are you going to do it? You might as well. You're Mr. Big TV guy now. I don't know. You can't be the guy with no lights on your house. I might be. Last year, I tried to be the wreath guy. I got LED lights and I wrapped them around every wreath and then I suction cupped those wreaths to all the windows. And then the lights really ran out of battery quick. And I did three. Stories of Christmas villages or villagei. Oh, yeah, that looked nice. But I don't know if I want to go through it all again. Hey, Steve, you know what looks really nice? Just a one lit candle in every window facing the front of your house. My neighbors do that. It It looks looks really pretty. It's simple. You're right. Yeah, there's all you got to do is 
what, take out five candles? Oh, that, oh, oh. Mary Grace. Uh, well, first of all, don't actually do it with real candles, No, I everybody. mean the, the, you know, the pluggies. Everybody loves You want to play a game or not? 651 641 1071. That's our number. You can call now and play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge next on the radio. It is 10 30 if you're listening live. What did he say that just made you? 16 degrees and a low of five. I don't know yeah, what that's day Saturday. that was. Saturday. The... Come on, man. I don't even have all my patio furniture in yet. Oh, I know. Me How about either. all those leaves that need to get out to the composting? Oh, oh yeah. Not that yeah. done. Oh, oh good. But yeah, I'm going to the golf game with leaves. my fam on Saturday. There's going to be like 17 Bonellos there. Oh, my gosh. How fun is that, and Rocco? It's going to be a high of 16. Whoa, hand warmers. My you sister, know. who's like the big Hollywood uh, hair and makeup agent, oh, is going to be there. Wait, she is the groomer idea. for someone's mustache, no, right? She, Michael she, McDonald? She is the agency, you know, the talent agency of record for the groomer of Michael McDonald's beard groomer. Unbelievable. So she reps? She's like a hair and makeup rep. And oh, that's she reps cool the job. person who does Michael McDonald's beard. Gets yeah. them gigs. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's but Yeah, this was her idea. She's like, hey, I went to the U. Our Is other brother Gina? went to the Tony? Yeah, yeah Gina. that was Gina. Gina okay. went to the U. Tony What's went to Tony? Iowa. What's Tony doing now? He's out in uh, Carolina. Like, I thought Tony was your sister. No, Tony, T-O-N-Y, Anthony. But uh, uh, yesterday you said Tony and my Gina. Two sisters, I yeah, thought. Gina. She's a girl. Tony's a guy. You um, said two sisters. I do have a couple sisters, but what are wait, their names, is there another Rocco? sister? So I have Gina, oh, yeah. Dory, Doria, Doria, Doria. That's Tony, right. We went through Julian, this. Dominic, Angela, Dominic. Angela. Hey, how about Dominic, the uh, Italian Christmas dog? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you see us at the Gopher game, give us a clump. Give us- <laughs> It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I do want to see how smart you are. Uh, it is National Fast Food Day, but I used that last night on uh, Lori and Julia, so... Instead, I'm going to quiz you on National Indiana Day. I looked up, you know, some of the most famous people of all time are from Indiana. Are they really? Michael Jackson? Come on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. By the way, Steve, I need a clean uh, cut of the thing you said to Michael Jackson when you saw him at Space Mountain and touched his hair. You need it right now? Yeah. Here we go. Michael, yes! Okay, I'm going to use that future purposes. (laughs) Anyways, so I'm looking up famous people from Indiana, and... uh, I noticed a lot of them kind of fit into pairs. Like, oh, those two kind of go together. Oh, okay. those two kind of go oh, together. Oh, so it's Indiana duos. Yes, Indiana sort of. duos. You nailed it. And okay. here to play along is Alicia. Hello, Alicia. Hello. Hi, Alicia. Is it your birthday today? Yes, it is. What's, oh, oh, my happy gosh. Happy birthday. birthday. 26. What's your sister's name? Amanda Catherine Cargis. We're both twins. All right. Who Amanda, was born okay. first? I was. You're older. You're the older sister. Mm-hmm. She's the lead of my family. All right. This is great. Happy birthday. Um, what did we say the topic was today? Indiana duos. Indiana duos. Okay. So, Alicia, that's sort of a bizarre topic as they usually are here in the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Who would you like to team up with, Donna or Steve? 
I'm going to go with you, Steve. All right, Alicia. Okay, Alicia. Alicia, sorry. I mispronounced it earlier today. I'm sorry. sorry That's about okay. That. It happens. Right. Okay, so who's Steve's going? So I'm going, yeah. She's okay. standing up with me. It's Steve and Alicia. Okay. Now, since these are duos, I guess conceivably we could say there's six possible points here, but let's see how it goes. Um, we'll start with these two. I thought this was interesting. Two famous 70s TV pitchmen slash business founders, one in the popcorn business, one in the fried chicken business. They were both born in Indiana. Oh Name them. Colonel Sanders and Orville Redenbacher. Okay, two 80s heavy metal guitarists, Mick Mars and Izzy Stradlin. What bands were they in? Oh, man. Striper <laughs> and Metallica. And two super cool leading men, one who starred in 1956's Giant and one who starred in 1968's Bullet. Cary Grant... Well, maybe tough. Alicia can help. I don't know. Maybe these are harder than I thought. These feel a little hard. Yeah, um, I agree. They are a little harder, but I don't know any of them. But I just think that maybe we'll go with it, Steve. If I don't win today, that's okay. I just want to have fun. All right. Well, listen, we're we're already in the middle of that. We're knee-deep in fun right now, Alicia, okay? So okay, that well, I'll get done. No. All right, Donna's coming back in. Um, Alicia, what are you going to do after the game, win or lose? What's next in your Wednesday? I gotta get back to work at DSW. I work in Egan DSW, and then Saturday I'm gonna go eat at Tavern Grill in Woodbury. My brother's the manager there. Oh, so you can get your good seat and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Hey, d- <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question about DSW. Do you get discounts on shoes? Is there, is there like a good employee discount? Absolutely, I get good deals when I am employee there, and I've been here for three years. I oh. get really good deals. Oh, that's awesome, boy! Yes. I'd have to, I'd have trouble if I worked at DSW. I feel like almost every day at the end of my shift, I'd be like, why don't I just walk back one more time? Like, I'd want to check out the clearance section. There are always some good finds back there. I'd always want to sort of just, Absolutely. We got plenty of good deals here, and we just got some new shipments in, too. Oh, look at this. Alicia repping for DSW. Now, Rocco went and attempted to find Donna Valentine. Oh, I thought you said she was coming. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. Come on in, Donna. Sorry. (laughs) Hey, Donna. Hey, Donna. We, uh... We forgot about you, kind of. I thought Rocco was getting you. Rocco thought I was getting you. Now you're here. I'm back. What's up? Okay, man. What's up? I was at a DSW on uh, this weekend. It was an enjoyable time. My son bought some cool Converse shoes for basketball. DSW. Alicia works at DSW. I know. (laughs) I read our emails. Sweet. And I usually answer them, too. Oh, well, are we giving out pins? Do we have any pins? Do those get handed out at the end of the year? All right, right, Donna. These are people from Indiana, born in Indiana. And I noticed as I was researching that they came in pairs. I was like, oh, those two go together. Those two go together. Let's let's see what I can do here. So we're going to maybe say that there's six possible points here. Oh, all right. We'll start with this pair. uh, Two famous 70s TV pitchmen slash business founders. One's in the popcorn business. One's in the fried chicken business. Name them. Um, that would be the Colonel and Orville Redenbacher. Okay, how about two 80s heavy metal guitarists, Mick Mars and Izzy Stradlin? What bands were they in? Motley Crue. And? Izzy Stradlin, you said? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll come back. Okay. And two super cool leading men, one who starred in 1956's Giant 
and one who starred in 1968's Bullet. Oh, no. Um, Giant was, can't remember, um, George Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe these were harder than I thought, but let's, let's go over them. Uh, you guys both got Orville Redenbacher and Colonel Sanders. Wow, not from Kentucky. Crazy, man. But Indiana fried chicken, that doesn't sound right. He was born in Henryville, Indiana. He did die in Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville. Um, Donna got this next one half right. Mick Mars was from Motley Crue. Izzy Stradlin was from Guns N' Roses. Mm. And thirdly, uh, I thought you guys would know this. John, I mean, James Dean only made three movies. Oh, Giant was one of them. Shoot. And Bullet, man, that's Steve McQueen. Oh, man. Can you believe James Dean and Steve McQueen are both from Indiana? Those guys are like the coolest guys ever. Wow. No. James Anyways. Dean so overacted so in Rebel Without a Cause. It was three to two, Donna. The reason I put those two movies together is because I was like, oh, one one name titles, Bullet and Giant. It's another pairing. Oh, my God. And Dean and McQueen. McQueen. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. People don't understand. That's why I always tell people to listen to these quizzes twice so that they can really start to pick up on some of the Easter eggs. I tell you, I left out a lot of famous people from Indiana. They might come up uh, in an hour in the uh, other game show we play on Wednesday. Is Jason Matheson from Indiana? I believe he is. We should get him on the radio. He's busy. True. Um, Anyway, so it was three to two, Donna. Technically, Alicia uh, lost. I don't know, but it's her birthday. It's the holiday. Alicia, we're giving you the prize anyway. Oh, thank you, guys. You don't have to do that. I don't expect anything in return. I know. I know. It's not a charity here, but sometimes we're in the giving mood, and don't you try to stop our generosity. Okay. All right. Hang on the line. Thanks, Alicia. Aw. Okay. She's so sweet. Happy birthday. All right. Do you have a tip? Well, let's see here. Do I have a tip? I was in emails because I was getting shamed for not responding to them. There's a lot of emails. Thanks, you guys. Here it comes. Time for a tip. What? Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show is getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. You're using too much detergent. That's what I hear. Like maybe way too much. A small load might need as little as a tablespoon of detergent. That's what I heard. Or uh, two tablespoons for larger loads. To put that in perspective, a shot glass is three tablespoons. Think about how much you put into the cap of your detergent before you pour it into the detergent hole. (laughs) More than that, we got to cut back. Big laundry, big detergent, they want us using more. So that we have to refill it more. You know what the other thing is? Everything's concentrated now. So mm. you really do only need to use a little bit. I still have this problem with my my shirts. Maybe I, I really don't think I left these in the washer Can too I long. smell them? Sure. All right, hold on. I'm walking over to smell Steve. Oh, dang it. You have to, you have to, I can't. I have bad headphones. Right. Smell various parts of this shirt. Does it smell mildewy at all? Now smell the outside of this sleeve right there. Because there's no cologne over there. I think what you're smelling, Steve. 
I think what you're smelling is the combination of two competing scents. Okay. One is musky. That's where you're getting the spongy vibe. Mm. But it's mixed with detergent scent. You know what so I So the put two in of there. them together aren't working. I put in these beads, these little scent beads. Mm. Maybe that's causing a problem. They're supposed to enhance the spell. And then I put in a standard dryer sheet. I'm not getting crazy over here. I think what you need to do is spray your cologne not on your clothes. Never. But on your skin. And that's it. I need to go Maybe put some in your hair. I don't know. I do spritz my hair sometimes. That's good. My grandma taught me to do that. Oh. Right? Shout out. She listening? She be dead. Oh, hey. How old would she have been had she been alive right now? 68. Yeah. No, no, no. She lit. Oh, if she were as. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, add 40 to 68, 108. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she died at 68. Yeah. That's young. Mm hmm. Jeez. Average yep. life expectancy back in the 50s used to only be 58. Wow. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a break. Okay. Uh, let's see here. When we come back. Uh, I got a little something. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. We, why don't we go light? We've dealt with some heavy. Yeah, stuff we today. really have. Let's get into some food news. I love it. It's National Fast Food Day. Um, we'll celebrate that by just telling you some random things about food. All right, food news next. If you wanna drop the egg. good morning. Welcome back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. DJ Rock Lobster is also in the house. He's clomping with no regard for the safety of bystanders. <laughs> you should see this guy in the halls today. What a clomper. Yes. <laughs> He's the crustacean sensation, wow, everybody. You. You're welcome. Hey, pull over right there. All right. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? And in the idea of transparency, we should tell people, first of all, we're not driving. We're in a studio and we're not at a drive-thru, right? When I say pull over right there, it's just the bit, right, Donna? We need to say that. Truth in broadcasting. That is true, Steve. Thank you. All right. Back to you. Oh, to me? To you? You wrote all the food news. Oh, I did? Yeah, you were talking about figgy pudding. Okay, get ready uh, for Spam Figgy Pudding Flavored. What if we didn't get ready for it? (laughs) What if we just allowed this storm to pass us? The top ingredient is still pork. So it's Figgy Pudding (laughs) Flavored, but not the actual dessert. Hey, do you want pork pudding? You know, last year they did pumpkin spice and it sold out instantly. Two packs of Spam Figgy Pudding are available for a limited time on Amazon for $10. Hey, not bad. Or Walmart.com for a little more. Mm. It's already sold out on Spam.com. That's a bummer. Have you been to the Spam Museum? No. That's a fun thing to do. Shouldn't they just call it the Spam Museum? Probably. (laughs) I don't think I've ever had Figgy Pudding. I like figs. Yeah, we made it once. Because we wanted to make like a goose, and we wanted to do all the oh, Dickensian the English things. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. But you're right. If you like figs, why not? 
I don't know that I have a feeling about figs. Oh, they're delicious. Have I had a fig? Remember I had all that dried fruit in there and nobody would eat it? The I figs did. were the best part. Thanks, Rocco. Mm-hmm. Donna's dried fruit platter looked like a, essentially if you had company coming over, mm-hmm. your fridge was bare, but you had never cleaned under your couch cushions. And you're like, here, quick, put those, whatever you find, put it on a charcuterie board. Here's the deal, guys. Uh, like oh, old, I did want that board back. I guess that's orange gone. slices, just dehydrated and dead. Lint on them. She had a, there was a whole row of buttons, nickels, <laughs> fuzz, <laughs> pins, and figs. I guess that platter is really the equivalent of someone bringing a fruit cake into work. Oh, I was going to say that the platter is like the equivalent of someone bringing you fruit late. Yes. I meant to bring this two months ago. <laughs> I left it in the car. Do you still want Try it? it out. All right. Anyway, what were we doing? Figgy pudding uh, available now. Thank you. Last thing on dried fruit. Okay. And I, somebody got it for you, and it was what a lovely, thoughtful gift. We're just teasing. But I think dried fruit in a platter form needs to be, it ought not be the star of the show. It's meant to be a supporting character right. amongst cheeses, yes. other things that are yes. fresh. It maybe, can't be a whole meat. plate of dead fruit. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there needed to be maybe some sausage. Sauvage. Cheese. <laughs> Sauvage. Sausage. <laughs> anyway. I, if you make figgy pudding, I'll eat it. I think tapioca pudding needs to exit stage left. I just bought some. I'm into it. I love it. I love that like texture. Yeah. Of the rice. It's not for everyone. I remember a lot of times thinking, oh, is that vanilla pudding? And then you find out it's got tapioca. In the same way that when you think it's a chocolate chip cookie and it is, in fact, oatmeal raisin, it's nothing against that specifically, but it's life is about expectations. Sure. It's like when you go to pick up a, I don't know, a glass of what you think is apple juice and it turns out to be milk. Yes. And you are like, what (laughs) is happening in my mouth? No, you're right. You're right. I have more food news. Yeah, it's something else, Steve. Yesterday, did we say it was National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day? It was. No, we were asked not to observe it. (laughs) All right. uh, If you've had a Coors Light, you probably know how the can or bottle can change color based on how cold it is, right? Mountains turn blue. Yes. So I only recently learned about this. But now they're expanding that technology with a nail polish that changes color when your Coors Light is cold enough. So the idea is that the color-changing label doesn't help when you're drinking from a pint glass. What? So now you'll know if it's cold enough by gripping the beer and looking at your fingernails. <laughs> That's cute. $7 per bottle. I would suggest this. If you're drinking Coors Light, mm-hmm. and I've had Coors Light recently. I like Coors Light. If you're drinking Coors Light, the process of Drinking Coors Light is not nearly as holy as all of these technologies are making it out to be. <laughs> I see what you're you know saying. what I mean. Yeah, I sure do. Steve. It's just it's a it's a drink of the people. It's not like you're going to have a sommelier come over and say, "And on this beer, when the mountains turn blue." Right. Mm, okay. I'm, what am it's I getting notes of? It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Yeah. It's a gimmick. Gimmicks are fun. They're fun. Rocco's a gimmick. True. Lobster. Clomp clomp. <laughs> 
Planet Hollywood is America's least favorite over-the-top theme restaurant. <laughs> it was so huge for a minute. Oh, though. God, Stallone. Bruce Willis. Oh, Schwarzenegger. Totes. Yes. Is that the opening of one of these things? It was unbelievable. When I went into my first Planet Hollywood in New York, as I recall, I, I just thought I had died and gone to heaven. Nashville has one. Do we still have one at the mall? No, that's no, it's Dick's, Dick's now. Last Resort. Okay. Now, yeah. uh, speaking of theme restaurants, um, also coming in at number two, what Steve would call medieval times mm. that uh was number two and then jimmy buffett's margaritaville was next you ever eaten at a medieval times i have did you enjoy the show not really what not really my jam and i was a kid you know i was like high school i was like when this- they call you like oh i'm your wench for tonight it's like yes you are can mm. you bring me some soup i love <laughs> soup Rainforest Cafe was uh, also on the list. I do like the noises. Yes, and the thunderstorms that passed through. That was originated by a Minnesota man. Mm -hmm. That's no longer around, right? I think it's still there. Hmm. Hard Rock Cafe is on the list. Boy, I was into that in the 80s. So expensive, though. Oh, I got to get that t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. I got one in London, and I thought I was so cool. It looks like Rainforest Cafe is still around. It opens at 11. Is it oh, at MOA? Let's go. Yeah. I should go there. I should take the kids you there. You should take the kids. That's It'd super fun. fun. Buy them some stuffed animals. Yeah. Or stuffies, as the kids call Oh, you're oh. so in touch. I know, right? Uh, DJ Rock Lobster is going to have a dirt alert when we come back. And then uh, Kevin Spacey facing more assault charges in England. Tell you about that, too. Next.